Clinton, what did you have for breakfast? I might have finished off that pie, but I and then had a protein, <laughs> like protein mix drink. I wouldn't call it a shake. It was just like just muscle milk mix, basically. And a blueberry pie. <laughs> and and the last piece of blueberry pie. <laughs> hey, it was a good blueberry pie. I don't think I blame you on finishing that sucker off. It is oh, good. Man, I, I'm I so mad. I, I wanted a, I wanted a slice of pie so bad. <laughs> Why didn't you ask for one? I didn't give you one. Oh, you weren't there. Well, you no, I, I, yeah, I, I had to, I had to bail. We had, we had all, all the kids, and the child was unnapped, and it was, uh, we had to, <laughs> we had to get in the car and head home. Well, we are finally, finally. It's been two days, not even two days. So, this is our BT Epic Review Podcast, and by golly, was it uh, at least from my perspective, it was something. It was, it was the epic. It was I'm so proud of you boys. I know it was weird riding on a, this kind of ride with Kyle and he's having no trouble keeping up whatsoever. So weird. Just ride 40 before I catch it. I can keep up all day. Well... <laughs> So this year's epic, folks listening, if you remember a year ago, this this one's extra special because Ryan, uh, about a year ago, decided he wanted to put some extra sizzle on this year's epic. Now, I'm not going to say yet what happened. Some of you probably know. I've been trying to, to keep it a secret, but Ryan, um, I don't remember. I, I should have went back and listened, but I believe it was last year. Uh, you you said that if I did the epic again, because I think I was on the fence about doing it, that if I stayed within an hour of your time, that you would pay my entry fee. Yes. Was that yes. what it was originally? I think it's I think it started as that, but then it, it, it turned into whoever won, right? Yeah, it evolved. Well, because so Ryan, so here's yeah, Ryan got so hurt. here's how it went. Here's how it went. Well, well, hang on. So Clinton, Clinton did the race, right? And I think it opened his eyes to how gnarly XC races can be, right? Like, like he had done some big hitters, local short 10 mile XC races and kind of maybe made light of it in some, in some instances. And so he went and did it last year and suffered, right? And he realized like, okay, these dudes are gnarly. So I was kind of like, you know, being the guy that's done a lot of XC in the past was like kind of threw something out at him that, hey, if you'll do it next year, I'll beat you by an hour or I'll pay your entry fee. Now, that was back when it was like you were doing it on your 50 pound enduro bike. Right. <laughs> and, and hey, but but a bet's a bet. So I didn't like it, it is what it is. And and like he was going to do it on his enduro bike. And then I was like going to be able to train for six eight months and then i had some injuries but that's not not clinton's fault so it is what it is so the the bet did then evolve to like all right just like a kind of a straight up if he beats me i'll pay his entry fee kind of thing kind of bet so yeah anyway well, and i think it was it, it eventually it turned into a reciprocated bet though right like clinton weren't you gonna pay his entry fee if he beat you if he beat you i might that have was never that. said that i don't was know oh no said, okay i, don't I think. I assumed that we had gotten to the point where whoever won, the other guy pays the entry fee. 
Well, the thing was, Ryan kept getting hurt, and I was like, okay, we're getting to a point where it's just not fair. If a guy hasn't ridden in years because <laughs> of injuries, um, that's where I was kind of like, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to be within an hour, regardless of the bike. But then I got the Izzo, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I think that was what kind of sealed it on. This is between Ryan's injuries earlier this year and then me getting a it's not still not a XC bike, but it's a lot, lot compared to my enduro bike. It is. Um, yeah. And it became just a heads up bet, but don't say what happened yet, Ryan. So, so, okay. I, I won't say what happened, but I will say Clinton, like early this year, like you were starting to put in more riding than you've ever ridden. Like yes, I could so tell, like you weren't going to just show up to this race. You were going to try and, and, and not suffer. And like you were putting an effort and I was like, okay, like, and then I got hurt. I had my carpal tunnel surgery and then I got hurt and had another sur- had three surgeries early this year. Like I didn't touch a bicycle till from, from, uh, I think it was the end of November till July 1st of this year was the first I touched a bicycle. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Oh crap. Like, oh no, Ryan's cell service. Is. Hey, Clint, Clint, turn your camera off and see if it'll help to help the bandwidth at all. Yeah, I'll try that. Um, I do like looking at you, but not that much. Of course you do. Um, I think it's just a matter of cell service. So I'll take over here. So what I want to do with this, and when Ryan gets back in, you know, I'll fill him in where we're at. Um, I want to kind of just take everyone through the race. Now, we only have about 40 minutes to do this so don't worry it's not going to be a three a six hour long podcast um but if you've never raced the epic i want to kind of bring to life what the experience is like and sort of what was going on with me and ryan from start to finish because spoiler alert um my what i was thinking was one of us was just going to blow the other one out and it wasn't even going to be close i didn't know which way that was going to go if that was going to be me leaving Ryan in the dust or Ryan leaving me in the dust. Uh, but it didn't turn out that way <laughs> at all. It actually, it, it was awesome and very competitive and ridiculous uh, the whole time. So, you know, until we can hear Ryan get back in here with this cell service, I see his little icon flashing like he's here, but can't hear him. Uh, I'm just going to walk you guys through uh, from the start of the race. You guys hear me? Uh, now we can hear you, Ryan. You've, you've been you've been gone for a while, but I kind of took over. Um, and we're, I'm at the beginning of the race. So uh, Ryan and I went off and waved to Hey, you. hey, so hey, hang on, hang on. You, you guys, hey, you guys can hear me, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, cool. Sorry about that. I, I heard you guys the whole time. Oh, you could? Okay, we couldn't hear you until just now. Great audio, everybody. This is a great podcast. <laughs> it's it's uh, pretty okay. Yeah, it's pretty okay. <clears throat> <laughs> so, so Ryan and I take off with Wave 2. And uh, the first about three to three and a half miles of this ride is just a climb up a gravel road, basically. And, um, you know, I got right behind Ryan, like I said I was going to. But even on the climb, he started yarding me a little bit for sure. And 
I I was faced with a choice immediately, either try and go with him or just keep him in sight. And my body was saying, don't try to go with him. So I basically kept him in sight. And once the road got flat and turned downhill, uh, my body weight and extra momentum, just because I had kept him close enough, was enough to let me coast right back up to the back of him. Uh, so, you know, we headed down the gravel road, nothing too dramatic's going on. And then we get into the woods. And right off the bat in the woods is a downhill descent. And it starts out pretty mellow and kind of flowy. And the dust is just absolutely ridiculous and insane this year on the gravel road. It's just a cloud of dust. You get on the trail, it's even worse. It's just like this talcum powder dust. We're in a line of people. And my eyes are already like on fire burning. Well, in this first descent, it gets kind of steep toward the bottom. And Ryan's right behind me. His buddy Carl's right behind him. All of a sudden, the people in front of us stop. And there is a line of people that's got to be 30 plus riders deep. At least it has to be because there are people walking their bikes down this hill. I'm sorry, but it's ridiculous. Like, if you're a bike rider, you, you should be able to ride down the hill. It's not so technical. So, Clay, so as a guy that's never seen that hill, what was it? Was it just a dirt hill? Were there roots? Were there rocks? Was there a log? Well, there's kind like, of what? a gully, maybe in the middle that's kind of loose rock, but there was trail on the side of it. There was, it was just dirt with maybe like a one foot root ball drop somewhere in there. Uh, it's something that, like, uh, my sister, who's not an experienced, it was kind of like, like she would ride it without without even thinking about it. That's so, wild. It so was kind of just cool. like it was kind of washed out in the middle, like yeah. And so you kind of had to swerve across it from side to side, and these people were just like walking down the middle of it. Yeah. Um, so Ryan, this is where uh, this is where Ryan and I parted ways. I don't. He was behind me, and I don't really know what happened. But uh, what I did. Well, you jumped <laughs> out. You jumped out really quick off the trail and passed all these people, and and. By the time I realized what you did, like, you kind of set the stage and, like, four or five guys followed you, and I couldn't just jump out right with them. And so that's oh, kind of where we separated. Like, yeah. I Yeah, I honestly had no idea if Ryan was following me, what was happening. You know, I know my plan originally was just to hang with him. I was just like, I am not walking down this hill, and I'm not waiting for this funnel to filter through. So I literally went off the trail through the leaves and the brush and i'm like bashing down little sapling trees and like hope just praying there's not a random rock or log i can't see that's gonna send me over the bars i did almost crash when i came back on the trail and i'm just and then i like hop across the gully and pass more people and i hear someone go this guy's got the right idea and i'm like yeah the idea is to ride your bike uh (laughs) so i don't know when I came out of it, I looked back and there was no Ryan. And I thought, well, I might have just put about 25 people in between us in about 100 yards of trail. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ryan, I don't know how far out behind me you were at that point. Because then you I don't know. Because. Hit- 
Go ahead. That, that there's this creek that. I when I kind of got to the back of that line to cross that creek, I didn't see you up front like there either. So I think you got probably twenty five or thirty people in front of me. I mean, it very well could have been that many. Uh, Kyle was kind of making some racket with his audio there. Um, you cut out for a second, but I think we got the gist. Well, after this downhill, you go across the flat bottom for a little bit, and then you come to probably the steepest climb of the whole race, where it's another bottleneck of people pushing their bikes up the hill. Now, I rode past quite a few on the loose left-hand side because this is something that really aggravates me, is the people who are walking are walking in the good line up this hill. It's kind of double-track wide. Are you serious? Yeah, one they, side's they, packed dirt. They, don't, the they, don't, they, they, weren't, they weren't just like, if, if, you're not, if you're not pedaling, you should, be, you should be off the main trail. No, no, no. They're definitely, they're pushing their bike up the No, nice they were right up the, right up the main line. Yeah, right up the main line. Uh, I passed a handful oh of them, and then the guys in front of me kind of messed up, and I ended up having to jump off and hike and pass quite a few people there. Now, in hindsight, I probably burned a match or two in that, like, pretty early on right there because I was just so aggravated. Um, How many miles in? Oh, that's only four and a half miles in. Maybe five. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty early. <laughs> It's really early, but I was just so aggravated with these people pushing their bikes up the main line uh, in a cross-country race, mind you, that I, I just I went pretty hard right there just out of anger, I think. Um, but then after that, man, uh, I had no idea where Ryan was. You know, that's mile four and a half, five. Um. Never saw Ryan again till Berryman Campground at mile 22. Although, I uh, whew, I don't know if this was if you had the same issue, Ryan. But you know, I was so stoked coming up to Brazil Creek, uh, the hill that you come down to the campground. It's a long descent because I had clear trail yep. in front of me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna fly." As soon as my speed picked up, I could not see. Because my eyes already were so irritated from the dust that that cold air, even with my glasses, you know, they're not like goggles. They don't totally block the wind. That cold air. So I was going to come. My eyeballs, I couldn't see. I had to slow down. So, Clinton, you got to get some the right eyewear. Your, your fancy, fun, cool guy glasses killed you there. Got to get no the ones that wrap around. <laughs> got to get the ones that wrap around. I had no problems with dust or the cold. That gummit. No, no, it's true, Clint. Like, I, like I, I, I ride it. I ride, I've got a pair of, like, aerodynamic Tifosis, and then I also have a pair of Holbrooks. And they're, like, Holbrooks are just, like, you know, normal, like, like cool guy sunglasses. And I wear the cool guy sunglasses a lot uh, because they're cool guy sunglasses. But the, like, semi-aerodynamic Tifosis, like, having that, having the correct shape is a totally different experience for eyewear. Well, lesson yeah. learned, and I will be correcting that in the future because it was awful. Like I, I couldn't <laughs> see. It was terrible. Um, and this problem really didn't go away till after the break at Berryman. Um, so Ryan, this is where I, you know, 
so my my perception of how I was riding after Brazil Creek to Berryman was I wasn't riding too fast. Um, yeah. You know, a little bit so before Berryman, I, think- I kind of felt the leg twitch, like a cramp coming on, and I was just sitting thinking, okay, I'm going to know how this is going to go depending on how far behind Ryan is. Cause I, I was playing, I was like, I'm going to be at Berryman long enough. He's going to, he's going to show up before I leave again. Um, and looking at the times, like I gotta say, when you rolled into Berryman campground, I was disappointed cause you were a lot closer <laughs> than I thought you were going to be. <laughs> I couldn't believe well, uh, how close together you guys were. Cause like I showed up to Berryman, me and Connor got out of the car and just barely made it down the trail, like to like where the race was I was only there maybe five minutes before Clint rolled up, and I couldn't believe how close you guys were together at that point, 20 miles in. So, so, and I said this on the pre-pod, my whole strategy was conserve till Berryman. And, and when you kind of took off on me down that hill, Clinton, I, I had a second where I was like, I got to stay with Clinton. But then I was like, nope, stick to the plan. And so I kind of stuck to the plan. And when I pulled in and Kyle's like, Clinton's only been here like a minute or so, I was like, Oh, sweet. (laughs) So so I was like, and I was feeling pretty good. I was starting to get like a little twinge in the leg, but it wasn't bad. I was like, it was, I was managing it just fine. And so I was like, I just need to scarf some food, refill a water bottle and I'm good. So I was kind of pumped. And and at first you're like, Hey, I'm going to pee. Will you wait for me? I was almost like, no, I ain't waiting, dude. (laughs) But I'll tell you, I was like, I ain't going to win like that. So I, I, I kind of stuck there, and you came back, and I'm like, all right, dude, let's go. And I think I even said to you, I'm like, gloves are off, dude, let's go. <laughs> you did. And we, you, you did say and we that, took, and we I was took, working. We, and we took off out of Berryman, and I was feeling good, man. I just ate. I had – I wasn't – my cramp was gone, like no sign of my cramp. And I, I've known from years past doing the 100, like after Berryman, I can roll. Like even on the climbs, I can push those climbs pretty good, like just kind of – that terrain there for a little bit coming out of Berryman helps me. And I pushed, I was pushing hard. And I, I told myself when we took off, I go, I'm going to try and break Clinton right now. <laughs> yeah. And you did. I was pushing hard. I was pushing harder than I wanted to. I will tell you that. <laughs> and it took you a couple miles. I mean, there at first, I, you know, out of Berryman, I was like, all right, I'm gonna let Ryan go first and just see what happens here. Um, and we had a decent pace going for a, a while and then i will say this ryan even right from the start when you ride like just the way you hold your body and your body position you always look like you're trying really hard <laughs> always like even I on know. the gravel climb at the beginning i'm watching you and like i'm keeping up with you but it to me it looks like you should be going twice as fast because you just look so yeah. aggressive uh, the I, I don't. You. I don't know what it is. I'm. I'm real active on the bike too, so I. I don't know. Like I've tried to change that and maybe be a more efficient rider. Like work with guys who are really good riders, and it's just me. It's the way I ride. Like I don't think I can change it. I think maybe fitness would help. Better <laughs> fitness would help with that. But yeah, uh, so, <clears throat> I was working hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you yarded me, and I was just like, you know, I had already had my second pickle juice at Berryman Campground, and I was like, if I if I go in these moments where I have to power down, like put the power down to keep up with him, 
I'm not going to make it another 30 miles. Like I just, I'm not going to make it. It's not going to work. And so you were gone. Um, you know, I would say we were probably maybe four miles out of Berryman campground. Uh, there's a section of downhill where there's just all these kind of switchback curves along a exposed hillside. It's really neat, really smooth. It's not high speed. But basically, just before that area is where you, you kind of got out of sight. And uh, so, so you, you stayed out of sight. Funny. I saw you on a switchback. You were a couple, you know, you were, you were quite a bit of elevation above my head. Um, oh, not too far before Whiskey Ridge. I caught a glimpse of you, but I was just like, I, I even stopped uh, on the last climb kind of before you get to the Whiskey Ridge area to take off my long sleeve uh, thermal shirt I had on because I was starting to get warm. But I was just like, well, I, I guess this is it. Like, Ryan, you know, this it's it's over. That was, but I was, you know, I just kept telling myself there's always a chance, you know, tortoise in the hair. I was the hair at first. Now I'm the tortoise, maybe. <laughs> maybe so I can it was... <laughs> So it was funny at one point, Clinton, I think we were about eight miles out of, out of Berryman and I kept hearing the tires behind me. Right. And I thought it was you. I, I said to the guy, I go, Hey buddy, you still there? And the guy didn't say anything. And I said, buddy, you okay? And he, he, he spoke up and it wasn't a familiar voice. He goes, he goes, are you talking to me? And I was like, Oh, you're not my buddy. I go, what happened to do the SEL appraisals jersey? And he goes, oh, we lost him like four miles ago. I'm like, oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I kept going. I was still feeling good. And but we got to Whiskey Ridge and I had to do I had to do a shot. Like that's that's tradition. So I do get a time bonus for that. I think I get I think I get a minute and a half. I think if any, our, if, if any of our listeners want to vote how much time I get as a bonus that Clinton didn't do the shot and I did. And then I stopped and peed and it was my only time I peed during the race. I think I peed for eight minutes straight. You're just getting a rest. <laughs> I had to stop, get my backpack off, get my helmet off get the stupid jersey off, put my other jersey back on, stuff it in this tiny little bag. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I will say, whatever whiskey shot that was, please do not bring that back next year. I will not take it next year. That was the worst <laughs> whiskey I've ever had in my life. Was it the pickle whiskey? <laughs> yes, it was awful. awful. That, and I like oh, pickles. Geez. It tasted nothing like pickles. It tasted nothing I, like pickles. I wasn't there, but I saw the bottle that Mark Grumke posted the picture of, and it was pickle whiskey, and I couldn't think of anything worse. Oh, it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. So, yeah. uh, so Ryan, I've figured out, uh, even if you don't count that super steep climb at the beginning, which really should count, there are at least five climbs after you get out of the Berryman Loop that are all five, even, no matter where you put them in the race, like if you just look at the like the steepness and the vert and stuff, that are all harder than the hardest climb on the Berryman Loop. And they all come after the Berryman Loop. Uh, would yeah. you agree with oh, that? Oh, really? 
Yes. Yeah. So one of them is a long downhill we do at the beginning, and then we have to climb back up. Um, it's pretty smooth, but it goes all the way back up to this gravel road, and that thing is an eternity. Yeah. It seemed like I was, I was like, I am going so slow right now uh, up to this stupid gravel road. I had people passing me left and right. I'm fiddling with my shock. Do I lock it out? Okay, I locked it out, but that actually doesn't feel that good. Like that stupid climb goes on. I don't know even what you call it. What does it have a name? Yeah, that, that segment? I don't know. That one, I know which one you're talking about. That one, yeah, that's an eternity. Because, yeah. So, I, a funny story is uh, remember when we were just taking off on the gravel at the start? And I think you said something and you, you called my name and, and, uh, my buddy Todd, who I didn't know was racing it. I haven't talked to him much in, in years, but he's a, he's a motorcycle industry rep and, uh, he's got a distinct voice. He says, he said, that Ryan Brown guy ain't going to do nothing or something like that. And, and I look over while we're doing the gravel in the beginning and it's him. So anyway, oh, yeah, like after, after Whiskey Ridge, we, uh, we ended up uh coming coming together and so we rode uh rode for quite a while and him and i were doing that climb and he was suffering bad with some cramps and he's like this doesn't end does it and we just kept going and going and going and climbing i was like man it's it's got to end soon or one of us is gonna break <laughs> i know i really need to i'm sure there's a segment i would think somebody's made one but if there's not i'm gonna figure it out on strava because it's ridiculous yeah, and that's before you get to the three sisters yeah um, yeah which i you know the three sisters there are definitely spots in it that are steep i don't know if they'd be so bad if they were not 40 you know you do them when you're 40 miles deep um yeah i don't think they'd but, be so bad and then three of them right like like if you gave yeah. me just one and then gave me a good good break in between it now is the three right. sisters a single track climb or is that is that gravel Oh yeah, single track. It's it's literally the last three up down up down up down. You do, and as soon as you come down the last one, Kyle, you come into fast campground again. Okay, like so you, you guys were coming down the last one when, when I when I caught you. Yeah, you yes. literally come down that hill and pop out of the woods. Okay. Um. So, you know, they are, there are, Ryan, did you do any walking on the Three Sisters? I mean, the only times I walked was like, there was one switchback that was real gnarly and the people in front of me were kind of, I was going to walk that spot anyway, but I didn't like walk significant sections. It was more just like, okay, I walked this obstacle. I'm just looking for a good spot to get back on the bike. Oh, did we lose Sorry. him again? You know, after pushing the track, did I lose you? Uh, you did for a second there. So I was just asking if you did any walking on the Three Sisters. Yeah, so I, 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 when I got into the Three Sisters, I was like, I was pretty smoked from trying to, trying to break from you. And yeah, I, I had to walk quite a bit on the Sisters. Like, I would... Okay. You know what? I think I caught a glimpse of you ahead of me on maybe the last sister like up above me because i thought i heard your voice and but there was another guy with like 
momentum red momentum gear on and uh same bike as you same color fork that i kept getting confused and i thought for a second was that ryan that might have been ryan but i was a couple switchbacks below so i couldn't tell for sure Uh, i don't know and then 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 something magical happened i'm i'm riding through bass campground i'm all alone Uh, i finally see my wife and kids they're hanging out with kyle's wife and kids lauren and i just wave at them and i keep going and they don't say nothing and then i get on the road that goes by bass starting to come back into the campground i'm looking up ahead and i see a red momentum kit and an epic evo but I've, i've seen this before and it wasn't ryan but there's this guy in an orange momentum jersey riding next to him I'm like, who's wearing orange? And then I'm like, is that Kyle? Is that Ryan? Oh my gosh, that's Ryan. I have caught back up to him. I can't believe this is happening. Here we are coming into the last 10 mile stretch and Ryan is right there. Hanging out with Kyle and here I come riding up and I'm just like, oh my gosh. This is not going to be enjoyable in the slightest for the next 10 miles. <laughs> and it was so funny, too, Clint, because I'm riding with Ryan and he's riding with his buddy Todd. He's like, hey, Kyle, go back, go back and get Clint. I'm going to I'm going to finish up with Todd. He's like, go, 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 go loop back for Clint. So I'm riding and I just barely I mean, just moments before you saw us and caught up. I about bailed off the trail and looped all the way back around and try to catch you back where the, where the girls were and the families were. So I, it was, I'm so glad you caught us when we did. Cause otherwise I'd have been back there waiting for you for the whole rest of the day. Yeah. Well, I got close enough to be 100% sure it was you guys. And then I gave you my best. I don't know if it's the fat kid from the Goonies or I was really, <laughs> channeling, I was really channeling Ralphie's little brother from a Christmas story, but I'm back there and I'm, you guys haven't turned around and seen me yet. And I'm just like, Guys, come on, guys, wait for me. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. That was awesome. Uh-huh. And, yeah, that's hey, guys, when I guys, was sorry. like, yeah, Ryan's back. Don't worry, Ryan. We're, we're talking about the moment when I, I caught up with you and Kyle and how I knew right then that there was not going to be anything fun about the last 10 miles of this race. <laughs> like, dude, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, at that point, and, and I even saw Kyle, and he's like, where's your boy? I'm like, I broke his ass. <laughs> and you come, you come, I, man, I was cocky and, and all, and I'll admit it. And then I hear your voice, and I'm like, no! Because <laughs> I thought I had you. And then I'm like, oh, this last eight miles is going to suck. <laughs> So, so so at the corner of Bass by the entrance, you know, my truck was parked there and I heard you say something about an aid station. I'm like, okay, good. Ryan's got to stop. I've got to stop. I got to get my blast water bottle, blah, blah, blah. So I grabbed. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Hang on. Hang on. I'm not going to lie because you had to turn right into Bass to go to your truck and the course went left with the aid station. And I'm like, mm-hmm. do I pass the aid station and screw him right now? <laughs> and, and I'm like, I, but I won't win like that. So I'm like, all right, if he's stopping, I do need some water. I'm going to fill one more bottle. And 
but I got ready and I took off and I thought you were still at your truck. And then we got to the, the asphalt and you were right ahead of me. No, uh, that was on purpose. After I got my water bottle for my truck and stuff and rode by, because I, at first I couldn't see you at the aid station because there were kind of people in the way and I'm like, oh crap, he's, you know, he's already gone. And then as I rode by, I caught a glimpse of you and I thought about yelling something. And then I was just like, nope. I am going to get as much distance on him as I can before oh, he's you, gone. <laughs> you, did me, you did me dirty like that? <laughs> I waited for you to pee, and I didn't keep going when you went to your truck, and you did me dirty like that? Oh, buddy, it's on now. I thought you were right behind me. I mean, I was like, how long could he take? He's just filling up a water bottle, right? I need to be honest. <laughs> I didn't see Ryan at- I didn't. I didn't see Ryan at the aid station at all. I'm chasing. I'm. I'm pulling Clint up that climb, and I thought Ryan was ahead of us the whole time. <laughs> well, uh, then you did something stupid, Ryan. Then you did I, something. I agree. Stupid. I agree. Tell them what you did. Well, why don't you tell the listeners? Because from your point of view, it's probably comical. From mine, okay. it's stupidity. <laughs> so, so. After that, we're riding up this stupid, long, steep asphalt road, and I'm just grinding gear. I'm just sitting on the saddle grinding because I'm afraid if I stand up to put power down that one of my legs isn't going to bend again. (laughs) Which this is funny because Kyle is just full of energy, you know, he right then, which is funny to me because we rode at Berryman a few weeks ago and... I'm just leaving him, you know, on everything. And now he's like getting his revenge. He's yelling at, come on, Clint. come on, get up this hill, stand up, put power. I'm like, if I, I just yelled, no, I was like, <laughs> you know, if I do this, uh, my legs might not come back if I, if they lock out. So, you know, we probably had, how much distance we have on your ride? A hundred, 200 yards, maybe. You know, Not I don't even. think it was that much. It wasn't. And that I was much. on flat ground. It wasn't like I was like sprinting away. Um, so here comes Ryan up this hill, and here he comes by me out of the saddle. <clears throat> sorry, out of the saddle, like putting the power down, going to catch Kyle, <clears throat> going by me. Come on, Clint. Come on. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> I, I was trying to tempt you. I was trying to tempt you to stand and, up, man. <laughs> and you know what? I did stand up a few times just to see what my legs would do. And they didn't cramp. So I was like, okay, they're still there. Like, if I really need them. But I was like, I know. Like, there's a lot of racing left. Like, this this asphalt road right here is not going to decide what happens. Uh, so And see, I, I not me not doing the race... I didn't realize after the asphalt, we turn on that gravel road. I didn't realize how far down that gravel road we still went. I thought it was really quick, and then we turned left into the the figure eight. Uh, oh, it's, and that's it's where a, I screwed like up. Because, at least two miles or more of gravel road. It's miserable. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't realize that. Um, and that's, yeah, that, that killed me right there because I got on that gravel, and after pushing up that asphalt like that, my legs were done. They were done. They were cramping and everything. So, <laughs> so then the uh, the strategy came in. I was like, well, uh, 
I'm not passing this dude on this gravel road. And honestly, I wasn't catching a draft. You know, there's not enough. We weren't going fast enough to do that. But I'm like, no, I'm at least going to stay behind him and make it seem like it's all I could do to stay behind you. But <laughs> to my surprise, I was keeping up with you on that gravel road, like pretty comfortably. I was uh, done. Yeah. And I was like, this is a good sign. Like, okay. And then here was, this was my, I swear I was thinking this whole time. I'm like calculating it in my head. I'm like, okay. When I see the arrows to get back in the woods, which there was a false alarm at one point. I thought we were there. We weren't. And I almost played my hand out uh, too early. I was like, if I can get in front of him into the single track, it's a long downhill. I know. If I could get like a 50-yard gap down this hill, just send it, that might be enough because the way my legs were feeling, and I was pretty sure your legs were feeling the same way, I was like, he's not going to be able to punch by me through the brush without completely blowing up. No. Like So even if he's faster, the the additional effort it would take to pass me would be enough that like he would immediately have leg cramps. <laughs> I mean, listen, my legs are cramping right now talking about it. So, yes, you're right. <laughs> well, so I'm so literally I, sitting in my truck massaging my leg. <laughs> so I see the the air. I see like, OK, we're finally about to turn into the woods. And I'm just like, I, uh, you know, just a little before that, I'd reach down, flip my shock to open. And I'm just like, this is it, Clint. Like, this is for the race right here. And I took off for the woods, but to my surprise, like you didn't challenge me. I, I kind of at least thought you to like try to get around the outside before it got narrow or something. I was just like, okay, like, well, well, so, and, and you remember I kept asking like, when do we go in the woods? And yeah, you weren't, you weren't being a friend there either. Um, well, because this, I hey, I need, wait, 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 to be fair, I needed to flip I my, I needed I to flip my shot exactly where. Because there was one point I thought we were there and we weren't. And I was like, oh, crap. So I needed to flip my shocks uh, back open. And I didn't know where we were. And all of a sudden, you took off to go to. And I was like, crap. And I had, by the time I reached down and flipped my shocks, you were gone. And we went down that fast downhill. And I'm not going to lie. That was a blast. Like, Kyle was behind me. We were all three just flying down that hill. Dude, you you guys were you, you guys were cooking. That that was that was on pace with a quick pace for me anyways. Like I like being you know 55 miles in at that point, I couldn't believe you guys still had the upper body strength to keep it under control at that pace to be honest. Oh, I was sending like I was on those stupid oh, yeah. country tires and stuff. I was just like please Please, Lord, don't let me die right here because I really, really, really want to be this man. And I am letting it hang out down this stupid hill. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you got both you guys were. That was a blast. I was in the same boat. I was I was probably going faster than I should have been, but I was I was letting her eat. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was thinking about I was like, OK, you know, Ryan can ride this fast, but, you know, with his history of enduro injuries and whatnot he probably won't push it if i could just like i should be able to get a gap just because of that alone blah blah, blah. i was a little disappointed with how close you were at the bottom of that hill uh i thought i thought i would oh. get a bigger gap than that <laughs> when you took off I, I i went with you like i wasn't and and but 
not gonna lie, I probably should not have been going that fast. Glad I made it, but I was like, got to the bottom. <laughs> like, wow, that was that was a rush I haven't had in a while, but it's probably one I don't need for a while either. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was a blast chasing you guys down there, man. That was a lot of fun chasing you guys down that hill. You guys were cooking. Well, then we have to start this next climb, and this is like I don't know the fourth or fifth or third hardest, longest, stupid climb of the whole race. I swear. It was uh, terrible. And I was getting, so the leg cramps I'd been fighting up till that point in the race were like on the outside of my legs on both sides, kind of to the outer part of my quads. Going up that climb, Ryan, like my dead center quads up into my hip flexors were like so tight and pumped. And I'm just sitting there going like, oh my gosh, I'm not, he's going to, I can't do it. They're going to lock See, my, up any second. So here's what's weird. Like, yours switched to a different part of your leg. Mine, I had not battled my hamstrings at all. And all of a sudden, my hamstrings were locking up. Like, Kyle will tell you, I'm standing there with my left hand on the bar and my right hand trying to grab my bottle, just chugging. And then I had to switch bottles because I went through a whole <laughs> bottle. So I grabbed my other bottle. I'm like, grab trying to climb a pretty technical steep climb, switching bottles at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was just like, I mean, all, all my thought, I had it in my granny gear, you know, my easiest gear. And it was just like, okay, I've just got to keep, I'm just going to keep the pedals moving until my, if my body literally can't move them anymore, then it's over. Yeah. And somehow I made it to the top. And once I made it to the top and we had a little bit of a downhill, I was able to stand up and my legs didn't lock. And they were able to recover quite a bit, and I, I wasn't ever that close to. I wasn't that on the edge of a cramp from that point forward. Once we made it to the top of that hill, but oh man, I was coming up on people and like passing them, and just like if I caught someone and they were holding me up at all, I'm like, hey, can I pass you up here? Like, I was just thinking with every person, like put someone between me and Ryan, put another person between me and Ryan, <laughs> put another person between. Me. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was. No, you know, did it, man. Cause like we're, cause we, we're, we're chasing and like all of a sudden I can't see you anymore. And like, we're coming around corners like, oh, Clint's got to be right there. And like it, I, I couldn't believe how much distance you put in there. Well, yeah. I heard Ryan say to you somewhere, and I don't think he intended me for me to hear this, but I heard him say to you, Clint took off or Clint's gone or something like that. And I don't know if you thought I would hear it. I heard they say that. I'm like, okay, if you can just maintain, if you're going to get it, uh, it's going to happen. I knew if we got to the top with that last descent, if I couldn't see you, there, was, there wasn't even a prayer. Because I knew I wasn't going to catch you going down the hill. Like, I could, I could maybe maintain that distance. But if I wasn't on your wheel getting into the grass, there was no prayer for it. You know, the grass going into the finish line for 150, 200 yards or whatever. Like. Yeah. I mean, truly, and, at that point, I was riding. I rode that last, however long that loop is. Once we got back into the woods, I rode as hard as I mean, up and down. I was at a hundred percent the whole time. Yeah, like there was no hanging back. There was nothing. I almost, I wouldn't have thrown it away because it would have basically been a tip over. But I mean, the very last switchback of the race, like right before you come into. Bass campground, I almost crashed. Like front end hit a rock. 
unclip, oh, no. catching myself, like, oh man. And then, so yeah, Clinton's, coming out what, like what, in the grass. I keep looking back to make sure you're not. <laughs> not I be... I saw you, but I saw you in the grass, but you were. I mean, it was it was way ahead. Like it was, like I knew it was not something I could make up. You know, like. 300 400 yards to the finish line or whatever i'm like i see him but he's 300 400 yards ahead of me you know and so man it like after 52 miles and six plus hours on the bike for us to be that close and battle it out like even though i lost it was pretty pretty fun like i'm not gonna lie like i i i really thought I really thought either I'm just going to blow Ryan's doors off or he's just going to blow mine off. And that's it. Like, it's not going to be what it was at all. I didn't, and I didn't think you'd be I that close, Ridge, but I. Oh, go ahead. Go I was ahead. just going to say, I didn't think you'd be that close, but I didn't think it'd be like, I, I knew I wasn't going to beat you by an hour or you beat me by an hour. Like I thought it'd be, we'd be within probably 15, 20 minutes of each other, but man, to come in, if if you want, tell the listeners where you finished, and then I'll tell them where I finished. Because I mean, I think we were in the same minute, were we not? Uh, you were a minute seventeen behind me, so I was six hours yeah. eighteen minutes and forty seconds. You were six hours nineteen minutes and fifty seven seconds. So a seventy seven. Yeah, that's unreal. Okay, so we that- raced for um, what six times sixty is three hundred and sixty plus. 18 378 no th- no 18 minutes times 60 hang on <laughs> hang on hang on ain't you a numbers guy clint i'm working on it yeah, right now I'm i got sh- the calculator out so it looks to me ryan like i raced a bike if i did my math right for 22,720 seconds all right because you have 60 seconds in a minute 60 minutes in an hour then i did six of those plus another 18 times 60 plus another 40 seconds so 22,720 seconds. If you do 77 divided by 22,720, that is 0.003389. That is, it's a third of a percent difference. Uh, no, that's incredible. I don't know. It's less than that. It's less than that. Um it's like it's like three hundredths of a of one percent. I mean that's nothing <laughs> compared to my you were three hundredths of a percent slower than me at the end. It's oh, isn't that crazy? Something like that. I mean what's crazy, uh, so I was looking so, at some stats. So hey the the, hey, the top finisher is uh he did three hours and fifty-eight minutes. You guys still there? Did I lose you? I'm here. So P P one P one was three fifty eight. Yep, sub four. Wow. Yep. What were you yeah, gonna say, Ryan? So I know one last year. I know Kyle's got to get off here at at 
in, in like two minutes. Two minutes. So, so there is a matter of business I got to take care of. And we can keep talking, sure Clinton, is. if you want. But I want to do this while Kyle's on here. And I don't remember the exact amount, but what was the entry fee? Was it 120? I don't remember what it was. Let's look at the old bike reg real quick. Now, to be fair, guys, I offered to say, Ryan, maybe we can figure out some other something to give you a chance, double or nothing. And he refused. He was like, nope. I'm, I'm a man, I'm of, my man word. of my word. <laughs> so let's see what it was. I can't even remember. Let's just see here on the old bike reg. How much was that? Our registration closed. I I don't remember. It was like a hundred, hundred and five, hundred. I don't know. I remember being like pleasantly surprised because I used to think it, I thought it was gonna be like two hundred, but it it was like a hundred, somewhere between a hundred and hundred and fifteen. I don't remember. <clears throat> All right. You finding me on Venmo? Oh, is this happening so live? This is happening live, live Kyle. I, I just <laughs> <sent it. coughs> Let's make sure, you know. So, Kyle, uh, since you have to go, it, it, you know, I want to hear some whatever closing thoughts you have to get out before you have to get off of here. So, so I had a blast. Like, it, I, it, you guys made it really fun for me because I was able to catch you at all the spots I wanted to without having to wait or wonder. I, I, I was able to catch you at Berryman and then catch you both at Bass and then ride with both of you. For I mean, like, can you believe that how long we've been doing this podcast? I think that's the first time in our friendship that the three of us have ever been on the same trail at the same time. And that seems weird to me that it took the BT Epic somehow <laughs> for all of us to ride together. Um, but I had a blast doing it. And then uh, I, I don't know why, but I, I spent my morning looking at 130 mil travel bikes and, uh, and I, I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I don't but know. Ryan, uh, I, I, wouldn't it, wouldn't I it be so much more fun to, you know, get Kyle working on this all winter training and to do this with him at whatever pace he wants to go. I, to me, it, like if I do this, that would, no. how I want no, to you do would, it. You wouldn't have fun doing that at my pace. I, I, I don't even know if I could ride 55 miles in a day. Well, Kyle, the most I had ever ridden in a single day before last year's was like 27. Clint, my so, longest ride of the, my, my longest ride. Well, so I know I did a, I did a 54 mile ride in May. But it was flat. You know what I mean? I did a 54-mile yeah, gravel ride. 20-foot avert. <laughs> no, it was 120-foot. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? But, like, that's what I mean. There was, like, with actual mountain biking, the most, the longest ride I've ever done in single track in a single sit is 18 miles. Okay. I've done 30 miles. I've done, I've done 25-mile days where, like, I'll ride and then get breakfast and then get lunch and then get pizza. And then, you know what I mean? And then I've done 25-mile days. But I've only ever done 18 miles in a single sit. Hey, man, if you want to, we, we can do it that way. Like, if you wanted to do it and you sign up, you know, I will commit to, like, no matter what happens, I'm sticking with Kyle. And if it takes us 10 hours, it takes us 10 hours. Or it takes us eight <laughs> hours or whatever. Like, 
Man, I, 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 stop my goal. Sandwiches, then we'll stop and eat sandwiches. Oh, sandwiches. No, I would only do it. I would only do it if I honestly thought there was a chance I could be sub seven and a half. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even try if I didn't think sub seven and a half was there. I'd like to be sub seven. Why, why, why that number? Because eight hours is just way too long. Oh, I don't know about that. So listen, Ryan, what's funny is you and I are, like I said, we were basically the same person in this race. Uh, You and I basically both finished relatively the same in our classes. I was, oh, I wrote it down. What was I? 44 out of, uh, let's see. So there were. I know I was 75th. Yeah. But I don't know how many total there were in my age group. Uh, there were about 144, I believe, that actually started the race. Because only, according to the results, only 538 people actually started, uh, even though they had have like they, have they posted? 700 entries. Yes, you can find the results at LokiEvents.com. Uh, oh, okay. All, all right. It wasn't last night, so it must be up this morning. It must be up. And, and basically, you and I finished almost as dead center of the pack as we possibly could have. Uh, I was nice. 270th. You were 277? Or maybe I was 277. I think you were four, five, maybe four or five positions behind me. Um, but Kyle, the last place person that finished, that actually finished, did it in 10 hours, 10 minutes, and 27 seconds. I mean... I don't want to be that guy. I don't like that doesn't sound that, that that doesn't sound fun. You, you know what I mean? Like I finishing dead last at anything for me isn't that fun. But like I, you guys, I don't know if you understand like how hard it is for me to put on to put on fitness. Like and it's not and it's not it, it's it's mostly just endurance. Like I have my entire life have only ever been a sprinter. So like I ran track and field for six years of my life, four of them in, on varsity, varsity high school. But I, but like, I was, I was the fastest. I was, I was uh, regional qualified in the hundred, 200 and then the sprint medley relay. So like my body just doesn't put on endurance as good as it does uh, fast twitch stuff. And I, so I can, I can be fast in a sprint. It is very, 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 very hard for me to put on any kind of endurance fitness at all. I've never been able to, I mean, in my entire life, I've always been the fastest kid on the soccer field, but cannot, but cannot play the entire game. You know, I've always been the quickest guy on skates, but can't, you know, I need any shorter shifts. So like, um, well, it's really just a matter of, of time. You know, that's the problem. That's the hard part is like to train for this, you know, at least, you know, once a month, I'd say over the course of a year, you've got to dedicate like, this entire Saturday, I'm going to go and I'm going to go ride 30 miles, no matter how long it takes. Right. Right. No, and I haven't had an entire Saturday to do anything I wanted to do for an entire, an entire Saturday in like six years. (laughs) But, you know, you can make it, you know, Ryan, imagine if we hike a biked uh, most of the three sisters and some other climbs that are kind of tough, you know, you'd save a lot of quad (laughs) by doing that. Yeah. Yeah, It's slow, but it's not that much slower, man. I mean, there were, I saw people walking in front of me where I was riding and I was really not catching them. <laughs> All right, boys. Hey, I love you both. I'm so proud of both of you guys, but I have got to jump off. Please continue this without me though. All right. I'll finish it. We'll finish up without. We you. will. All right. Later, cheers, buddy. boys.
Thank you. See ya. Brian, we gotta get the we gotta get our fans to pressure that man. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say I I uh I just had a blast and I'm super impressed with the event overall, the organization. Uh, you know, getting everybody registered in on Friday was smooth and flawless. The line looked like a mile long and it went real quick and just the whole team that does all that awesome job and then after celebration with food and and beer if, if you like beer um all free um shoot i even went to the barbecue stand got myself a barbecue and i'm like hey can i pay for a plate for my wife and they're like no she's free i'm like how cool is that you know like and, and i talked to a couple of people same deal like they just wanted everybody to come and be involved and and celebrate and that's what happened the, the giveaways i mean good gosh uh kuat racks i don't know how much they gave away but Missouri company, if you don't, you know, if you don't have a Kuat rack, you need to get one, support those guys, local company. They were there in full force, having a good time, giving away product. Um, uh, there was a dozen or 15 kids BMX bikes giving away uh, helmets and gear and just the swag. And the, the awards were cool. The, the band, the fire, just a good time everybody having. So I, I just was impressed and, and, Makes me want to do it again next year, but it makes me want to get new people to do it. So if I can't get Kyle, I already got a commitment. My dad said he's doing it. So all you 60-plus guys better watch out because he will kick all our butts. Um, he's retiring the first of the year, so he's going to have plenty of time to train, and you all better watch out if you're over 60. Um, my buddy Ben, he said he's in. My, my, my good buddy, one of my best friends growing up, Adam, lives in Dallas now. Uh, he said he's in, so... Like, I just want to get more people to do it because, honestly, as hard a race to do is, the, the accomplishment is fun, but the atmosphere in general of just the mountain bike community, I, I, realized, I realized what I've missed for about six, seven years, you know, not racing cross country. You know, that final roll into Bass is just something that's just cool in and of itself. So, um, I had a blast, and kudos to the, the, the whole BT Epic crew and staff that put that on every year is, it does an awesome job so it really is an awesome event you know it really the biggest issue with this year's race had was not the promoter's fault at all it was just the weather you know we hadn't had rain in so long and just the dust fest but what are some things i i, I only have three things that i would change that are all doable like they sound they i don't know they might sound like too much of a pain in the butt i don't really think they are um, I've got three things that if I could wave a magic wand, I would say, hey, do these three things. I think it'll be even better. Um, do you have anything you would change just from an event point of view? Oh, for like not not me personally, like from a racing standpoint, but for the event. Yeah, um, yeah. A, a little more stuff for kids. So like my wife and my kid was there uh and and uh, you know people that we were with all had their families it's a great place for families to be at bass river it's probably the in my opinion the best private campground there is in missouri um just beautiful place and we love going there and camping so maybe some stuff throughout the race that you know i know it takes people but stuff for the kids to do it's fall so you know, we brought our own pumpkins, but maybe a pumpkin painting or carving contest during the day for the kids that are there hanging out, you know, um, or strider bike race, you know, uh, I, I don't think you need to get too in the weeds because, you know, Nike's 
a different organization for the teenage kids, but for the little kids, just something to do during the day, I think would be awesome. And even if you charged for it, I don't care. You know, I would have paid for my kid to be able to do something during the day to be involved and my wife have a little bit more activity to do um, while I'm out racing. So um, that would be probably, honestly, maybe my only advice. I, I don't, otherwise I just, maybe was thoroughly impressed my first time being there and just had a great time. Okay. So I've got three. Um, and I, and, and for me, the kid thing, I didn't even think about that. Cause since I live in Potosi, like I just sleep at home, right. I'm not camping or anything. Um, one would be, so where we do come into the woods in that last bit of that hill where it gets steep, you know, 50 yards of trail um, is for just, Go out with a leaf blower. Heck, I'll do it. I will I will do it myself. Go out with some tape and a leaf blower and just blow in a sideline on wherever, either side of the trail. I don't care. Put, a t- put some tape down to divide the trail right there and with a big old sign and just hammer this at riders meeting that if you are going to walk this section, you're on one side. If you're riding it, you stay to the other side. Because um, that part, it just seems silly to me that, you know, we've got uh, just the line. That, you know, I went with wave three last year and the line on that section of the hill was not as long. And I really thought the wave two riders would just, everybody would just ride on down it. Uh, but they didn't. Um, I think they ought to yeah, do Clint- something about that spot. I really do. I don't. I don't dis. I don't disagree with you on that, Clinton. I, I'm not as worked up as you because I've experienced it in every cross country race I've ever done. You know, That's, and and yeah. and I don't want to get into the roadie versus the mountain bike thing, but roadies are strong on the road, and we rode five miles of the road. So yeah, their strength put them further out front, and then we get into the woods, and you and I are probably top tier descenders. You know, for a cross country guy, you know, um, so. There's that struggle there, so I, I'm just used to it. It is what it is. It doesn't. I'm not saying it doesn't frustrate me, but I don't know. It'd be. I guess it'd be cool if they tried that, and if it worked, that'd be awesome. But I know. Well, I mean, anyway. honestly, I guess, I guess it actually works to my advantage more how it is because look at all the people I passed that were just standing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it was yeah. risky. Like it's a risky way to do it, uh, but. That did. I mean, I know. I do know at uh, I went to a Leadville, Leadville qualifier back in 15 or 16 down in Austin, Texas. And there was a section that was kind of like this. And they had a, the 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 faster line was was more risk, but it was literally like 20 seconds faster. And if you uh, there was very few of us taking that line because there was there was a pretty significant drop to it. Um but every lap I'd pass several of the guys that I, that were in front of me going into that section, you know, but it should reward it's mountain biking. So it should reward guys for taking a little bit of risk, I think. Yeah. Um, so, so that's one thing in a, you know, whatever. Um, the other thing is the, at the Brazil Creek aid station, we actually make a turn off the normal Berryman trail and end up riding through, a deeper spot of the creek. And I don't know about you, but 
I could like I almost made it through without getting one of my feet super wet. Um, <laughs> I, I was so foot, <laughs> dude. My left foot was frozen for the whole rest of the stupid race because of that. Well, here's what you can do is if you just have the trail keep going normally after you come down the descent, just go straight up over the hill. You can cross. It's like a little trickle stream. You could have us all cross there. Nobody's got to get their feet wet. And then, you know, if you really want to have an aid station right there, which you should like, you can send us the like spray paint the line or have someone standing there just or whatever and say, hey, go back down the highway this way to the aid station and then make the turn and then come back on the other side or something. Because it's like it's so close to being a dry race where you don't have soaking wet feet except for that one spot. And there is hey, an Clinton, alternative Clinton. line. Yep. Clinton, I'm going to interrupt yep. you and be the moto dad here. Everybody rode the same track, so shut your mouth. I know we all rode it, but it's just like it's a pointless <laughs> extra element of suffering that just doesn't need yeah. it doesn't have to be there. That's the thing. Like there's oh, an alternative. I, I thought it was go. great. I thought it was great. You like I that? Just great. cool down. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to argue with you on that one. I'm going to argue that one. <laughs> okay. Maybe I just need to feel, figure out how to manual through deep water all the way across. Uh, or just and, or just deal with a wet foot, man. I was wet the whole way, too. You're all right. Hey, I did deal with it, okay, obviously. And you beat I, me. And you I beat just, me. It, I know, but I, I could have beaten you in a more enjoyable manner. Uh, <laughs> so not a terrible deal. And then, hey, you're going to laugh at this. <laughs> And it's not my intention to qualify for this class, but I did send the BT people a message and it was, it was very tongue in cheek. Like it was, it wasn't like, you know, I'm just, I was kind of just giving them something to think about, but I said, Hey, hear me out next year, base the Clydesdale class off BMI, not pure weight. Uh, I, because I think that's funny. I think there's a little bit of, valid reasoning to that there definitely but I is think it's funny it, i think a it's dude, funny at the same time so yeah okay i mean <laughs> a dude that's uh that's you know six three and 200 pounds is definitely going to be a fitter human being than someone that's like five eight and 195 pounds right yeah um, and it's not that it's all oh. on the on system anyway like yeah it's not it's i mean not christian hahn is shredded yeah he won the Clydesdale class. And then Matt Johnson was like, yeah, I'm going to race it next year and beat him. Like Matt's ripped. Like, yeah. What's the, what's the point of the Clydesdale class? If it's not for Husky boys, you know, pudgy power. <laughs> That's what I had. Going oh. this had some pudgy power going. Hey, I, I think you got a valid argument. I don't think you'll win your argument, but I think you got a valid one. Uh, well, well, you can just like, start eating more of your little Debbie. Just eat more, a no. little bit more little Debbie, and and don't skip your lunch like I do, and you might get there. Hey, you want to know something you're never gonna believe? There was a girl at Berryman Campground, like a teenager, like middle schooler. She was handing out Twinkies as we rode by. I actually missed oh. her. She caught up to me after I stopped, gave me a Twinkie, and guess what? It's still in the package. You didn't eat it? I did not eat it. I still haven't eaten it. Wow. My, wow. I felt 
I, dude, I was hitting those little honey stinger, chew, whatever things. I, I honestly was like, I, I had a four-pack of Reese's Cups at my cooler at Berryman. My buddy Bryce got them out for me, unwrapped them. I ate one. I was like, I'm just going to force the other one down. I'm like, I can't eat the rest. Like, I can't do it. I, I feel sick because of all the sugar that I've pumped into my body here. <laughs> I didn't drink my Dr. Peppers I had. Like, I had, you know, those little cans. Didn't even crack one open at Berryman because I was just like, no, no more. Can't do it. Don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, no, what yeah, a good I'm, time. I mean, uh... you know. I basically am only going to push as hard for my uh, my ideas as to if I can tell the people organizing it are getting offended, then I'm going to stop because it's not that big a deal. Like none of it is. Um, so next year, what's uh, what's the plan for next year? <sighs> Man, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't even know if this is possible. Is it possible to go out and do that big of a ride and like truly be enjoying yourself the whole time? Like, because here's I don't the thing. think so. Those hills, especially the, the last six big hills or five big hills. It's not like you can, you can uh, be like, I'm just going to take it easy. Like there's sort of a minimum I threshold you have to do just to make it to the top. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could have gone any slower up someone. Exactly. I'm like, I, I'm out of gears. I don't have any, I can't go any slower. I'm, I'm in my easiest gear and I'm bare, I'm just turning the cranks at the minimum amount I can do before my bike stops. And so I, I think, I think if you said, I want to do the same time as I did this year, but get more fitter, you would not be as miserable. But the problem I, yeah. is, is you get more fitter as you work yourself into better shape. You go, ah, maybe I can do it in 545. Right? Right. It's just competitor in you. So, like, I don't maybe, know. I'm already looking at, like, I got a lot of, you know, a lot of the, the old friends and people that did a great job this year. A lot of the momentum guys and stuff. And, you know, they were four, 545 or you know, 530. And I'm like, man, I'd love to be able to do it in 530. Like, I think I could think I could do it, you know? I didn't start well, riding until July this year. I probably you know, didn't even put in the rides I needed to leading up, so. Even if you feel like you're going just as hard and suffering like you were, but you get done 30 minutes faster, hey, that's 30 minutes less time of suffering, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, I also it's, know a little bit of... Less time. A little bit of better planning on my end, and I could hit... I could probably hit the aid stations shorter. Like I could probably shave off five to 10 from the aid stations. Yeah. And I, um, I planned not to use them only to, to actually, you know, I planned to re refill some stuff at Berryman campground and then, and then drop my backpack and grab a bottle at my truck but I did not use the Brazil Creek or the other aid stations. Like, Oh, see, I used, I used every one. I stopped, but I was only running bottles. I wasn't running a Kimmel bag. Right. Right. 
uh, and your bottles were a little smaller than mine. It looked like they looked a little stumpier. Um, yeah, I run the short ones so I can get two on the bike. But I, yeah, I ran a bottle on the bike and in a hip pack to start, and that got me all the way to Berryman. And then I dropped the bottles at Berryman and grabbed my backpack that basically had the equivalent of two and a half bottles, um, the bladder. And that got me all the way back to Bass. And then I just yeah. grabbed one bottle at my truck, ditched the backpack, and I I was through that bottle before, I think before we, I, I might have drank all that before we got off the gravel road, but I might have had a little <laughs> left that crazy long climb that we were all, I think I still had some then, and I was like finishing it, trying to make these leg cramps go away. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well, it was but, fun, my friend. Yeah, it was. And I think, you know, I think I can definitely suffer less if I just get out and do some more bigger rides before the time comes, which was my intention this year. But, dude, my training a couple weeks before got all messed up with flat tires and stuff. And I'm out there planning on riding 35, 40 miles. I end up doing 15. Um, yeah. yeah. And I never got in that big ride you know it's my biggest ride was 30 miles but 17 of it was gravel road so right it wasn't you know i i feel like i had a plan to be more prepared but it just kind of got derailed by equipment um yeah but oh well i mean i'm i'm happy i i thought 6 30 was kind of my my hopeful goal. I really didn't know where I was at. And so to beat that by 11 minutes and 20 seconds or whatever, like I'm, I'm very happy with that. And you yeah, were I mean, I, I did seven hours, <laughs> like you're way. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was thinking I'd have been about seven hours. So, um, no, I was happy with my result, you know, given the lack of training and, and all I, I was happy with it for sure. Um, no, and I could, if I wanted to, could be better. So, um, it was just a good time. Um, yeah, until next year. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I would love to hear from some people. You know, if you want to share your experience, uh, shoot us an email at okstmtb at gmail.com. Um, you know, leave Facebook messages on our Facebook page, what have you. And, uh, you know, we can we can talk about it next chance we get on one of our podcasts. So, yeah. And, and if you haven't done BT Epic. Take my word for it and give it a shot. Like. You can do it. It's fun. It's rewarding when you finish and it's a great time. So uh, if, you, if you're a listener. Consider it. I think you'd enjoy it. So. Yeah, maybe get your feet wet with. You know, we used to have the Battle of Berryman. Um, that race hasn't been around for a couple years now, but you can find a, a 25 mile or so race to sort of get your feet wet. You know, it, it might kind of open your eyes, and if you've never done one, you'll finish it and you'll think that was stupid. I'm never doing that again. Uh, but give it a couple days later, you'll be <laughs> you'll be ready for the next one. Yeah, if you like to challenge yourself, like, 
it's the ultimate challenge. You won't find a race that climbs like that. That's that technical all in all encompassed into one race. You know, it's, it's got a little bit of everything and, um, it, uh, but you, you know, get your feet wet early in the spring, maybe do ICC challenge or something like that. You know, get your feet wet doing a mountain bike race, but no, like challenge yourself. There's, there's, there's epic stuff out there to be done and, and uh, BT is definitely it. So. Well, what blows my mind is there's people that do hundred mile races like this. Uh, Those people are crazy. I thought you used to be one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That just, I uh, can't even it's, imagine. It's funny. Like, it, it's funny. Hindsight looking back going, goodness, what was I thinking after finishing this? I, I have, if they brought that race back, there's no way I'd even consider doing it. So, I mean, you can do the one-eyed the one-eyed dog every September has a hundred-mile option. Nope, <laughs> it's like I cannot imagine finishing the epic and be like, "Well, you're you're pretty much halfway there." <laughs> yeah, go do it again. Yeah. Are you insane? I can't walk. I'm done. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, appreciate yeah. you coming on, Ryan. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Well, good uh, stuff, guys. Yep. This episode was brought to you by the folks at Reese Financial Group. Reese Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. And, uh, folks, mountain biking is expensive. And if you want to keep doing it well into time with your grandkids, uh, give us a call, 573-747-4272, or email me at ksylvie at moneyconcepts.com, and we can come up with a plan. And I know you're watching the news right now, and everything seems crazy, but the advantage of working with a financial planner is we have strategies for that, and we have ways to work with and around that, depending on what your goals are. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening.